What up, what up, what up? Welcome to the Petty Herbalist Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's your girl, Karina. I'm chilling. I'm having a really great morning, even though I'm sleepy. I am on the territory of the Tongva people, a.k.a. Los Angeles, California. What about you, babe? <laughs> I'm feeling good this morning. Uh, I'm here with Jasper eating her food really loud. What's your name? Uh, and my name <laughs> is Jasper's mom. <laughs> <laughs> no, yes. my name is Asia, and we are on the Cheyenne, Ute, and Arapaho territories, also known as Aurora, Colorado. Shout out. And speaking of Colorado, I will be in Colorado in approximately one month for competition. <laughs> it says it's in Inglewood, but it's actually in Centennial. Ah, yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see you in a month, babe. I know. I know. It's been way too long, my sweet sis. Way too I mean, long. Let me be clear. I'm not excited about being in Denver, but... <laughs> I'm excited to see the people of whom I love very much. <laughs> so disrespectful. Listen, listen, it deserves the beef because it's too much. My dad be telling me like, did you know is whatever is below six? And I'm like, that's gross. So but anyways, um, speaking of, or I would say in opposition to things I don't like, let's talk about things I do love, which, you know, is... The medicine that's in our medicine bags. That's right. So what what is in your medicine bag today, sweet sis? Whew. So let me give an update from last week um, where we did the fast um, and prayer thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt really good, y'all. Can't say I fasted all the time, but I felt... Mm, I felt different this time fasting versus like when I fasted back in the day because I was very strict with myself. But this time when I fasted, it was like when my body said it was enough, then it was time to eat. And huh. I said, OK, it's time to eat. Um, So it was a practice in, mm, I guess, incorporating my beliefs, traditions, like what nourishes me. So, yeah, that was really important medicine, Mm. I must say. And I love taking time for prayer and just being really intentional. And sometimes the prayers looked a little different (laughs) and included um, devices, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And and, uh, (laughs) loved it. (laughs) I hope my mom is not like shaking her head. But, uh, (laughs) you know, um, yeah, it was a very beautiful, sacred time. So that was, yeah, just hmm, just seeing where I'm at spiritually right now. um, Yeah, it was was important medicine for me. Mm. Um, And then my friend Dak or Dakota, shout out to her. She had a philosophy club group situation called conscious thought um she just really wanted to create a really accessible um group where we can talk about philosophy and about critical thinking and just being ourselves and being black 
and, you know, POCs um, and have a space to actually have the conversations without feeling like you have to, you know, filter your self thoughts uh, for white people, essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, and kind of democratizing philosophy, you know, a lot of times people are only exposed to it um, in a university setting. But she's like, hey, it's just for anybody and everybody. So we had that last night and yeah, it was it was really nice. We had a professor who was kind of moderating the things and giving us information as to what philosophy means and whatnot. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was really beautiful. I wish I remember his name. Um, his he wanted us to call him Brad. So I don't know what Dr. Brad I don't know Dr. Brad's last name. But he is a professor at Loyola Marymount. And so shout out to him for being there with us um, and yeah, sharing in conversation, educating us. And he also said, um, philosophy been black. And I said, amen. And uh, yeah, it's it's part of our tradition. So, mm. yeah, it was really beautiful to start off Black History Month with. Absolutely. So his name is Brad Elliott Stone. Yes, thank uh, you. Mm-hmm. And he's that an internationally me. recognized philosopher. <laughs> yes. And shout out to him for like coming through and doing this for fun. Like, you know, Dak just came up with this idea and she wanted it, like I said, to be like a really accessible place. You don't have to pay or whatever. And so he came through for free. Wow. Even being like, you know, nationally acclaimed or whatever, internationally acclaimed. That's right. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yes, um, you can find him at Dr. Brad Stone on Twitter. Yay! Oh, well, thank you for sharing your medicine bag, sweet sis. And I love that, like, um, the different medicines that you bring, electronic medicines. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Right. And then philosophical, like mental stimulation, like, Mm. um, and the, like you said, the democratization of philosophy, that it's not just something that belongs inside of universities. I love that you're growing and developing yourself in that way. Thanks, babe. It's really great. Mm -hmm. Thank you for seeing and understanding me. Mm-hmm. and uh what's in your medicine bag today <laughs> well i mean i know <laughs> but what else if you know if you want to get into that generational wealth is mm. in my medicine bag um i think the the place where i am at, at 32 and um working really in lockstep with like my financial advisor and saving lots mm-hmm. and lots of money and um having a budget and all of these things um but what i really love is um last week i got to record um for an online class with an organization called ecoversity and so i'm in the studio with all the cameras and you know rosemary gladstar is there shout out shout out to her but also (laughs) she was trying to make some hypericum preferatum tea and i was like yikes girl i told you girl so it it, it was cool it was cool being with an an herbal elder in the field 
um, and sitting with her and thinking about like she uh, started traditional medicinals tea, mm-hmm. right? And so me just being really cognizant of the difference between sort of my white elders and my black elders mm-hmm. and how they've been able to solidify and create generational wealth for themselves and their families um, Mm -hmm. or they have not been able to and so the way that um, I'm operating these days is not asking for paychecks but asking for equity Mm. and it's a different positionality in the world I think about all of the exploited black talent and so in negotiating sort of contracts and all of these things like the central thing that was on my mind was creating sort of livelihood for beyond me for the people who are going to come beyond me Mm -hmm. Um, and understanding myself as a future ancestor that is really deep medicine because it means that not only have I moved out of suicidality Mm. right but I'm anticipating like abundant futures and building towards that. It's a, Hmm. it's a frequency to work now thinking about your grandchildren. Like it's Hmm. it's the whole frequency. And so generational wealth is in my medicine bag this Hmm. week. And, um, Shashandra Chinensis, um, Shashandra is in my medicine bag. Um, I'm a simpler, Mm-hmm. to my core but working with Chinese herbs requires that I respect Chinese culture and tradition and they mm-hmm. don't be doing simpling yeah. so learning how to ground sort of the energy of Shashandra because it was giving me headaches so mm-hmm. I really had to do a lot of research to figure out like wow I actually have to formulate and I finally created a two herb formula it's my max Yay. It's a pair, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. But yeah, Sassandra, wow. It's the five flavor berry. It is. I've been using Sassandra in wild ass ways. Like I ain't read nothing like this before and it's fucking cool. So um, shout out to the adaptogen Sassandra, but also like shout out to the depth of understanding that our taste buds are so important to medicine Mm. um and you know it just reinforces me and Karina's like (laughs) anti-pill you know like we're not about your supplements we're not about your pills your powdered packaged pilled herbs Mm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we might do a pharmaceutical if god god wills it but like you know in general the importance of taste to your herbal medicine practice is just so profound so yeah that's my medicine bag this week Ooh, i have a follow-up question what's up sweet sis you said you paired shisandra with another herb what was that herb Ooh, this is edgy isn't it <laughs> i mean <laughs> i'm like do you want to share yeah yeah yeah, yeah so okay. um uh, I prepare, I, I pair Shashandra with goji. So my mm. acupuncturist, um, Marco Lamb, he gave me a five herb formula and, you know, I made my demands mm. like it needs to be the whole herb. I need to see everything, you yeah. know? Um, but his formula included Shashandra. It included two kidney yang tonics and included astragalus um, and cinnamon. 
And so I had to reverse engineer Marco's formula to understand why the Sassandra and his formula didn't give me a headache. Hmm. Um, and so Sassandra is a sp- specifically, um, it tonifies the liver, hmm. but it like, if, if the liver energy isn't grounded, then it shoots up into your head, causing a headache. Mm. So Kevin, Dr. Kev had a headache. I had a headache. It's like, what's wrong with Sashandra? And it's like, no, it's too, you can't, it's too volatile in a way mm. to use it on its own. So the other liver toning, tonifying herb is the goji. Mm-hmm. It's carotenoids. So it's like, we have herbs that stimulate the liver, like Shashandra. Mm-hmm or dandelion or whatever, but what are the herbs that actually nourish the liver? Mm. Carotenoids are the nutrients that the liver needs to be nourished. And Mm. goji berry is rich in carotenoids, that beautiful pink, orange, reddish color. Mm. Um, It's rich in like xeanthins and all all the great carotenoids. And so I said, let me do liver nourishment with liver stimulating. Mm. And I mixed them, I tinctured them both and, and mixed them together and um, tinctured them both separately. Of, of course. course. <laughs> <laughs> period. Um, period. <laughs> but yeah, so no headache. No headache. Wow. So it my, you know, so I'm learning uh, different ways of practicing herbalism in line with the different ancestral traditions that are coming to me now. Um, but yeah, so in, and, you know, I was like, Goji, Sashandra, they're both from China, different mm-hmm. regions in China, but it felt really respectful to combine them in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, and then I also researched other formulations and found that other Chinese medical doctors were using those too as well. So mm-hmm. I did, I did a good, a fair amount of research to figure out how to use Sashandra. Yes. <laughs> but this is the result. So thanks for asking. Of course. Because <laughs> it's Listen. been like a whole thing for me to use more than one <laughs> herb and all my stuff about it. So actually it's been quite a journey. Um <laughs> Just to work with pairs. <laughs> yes, come on. You love partnership, so it makes sense. It does make sh- I love partnership. It's so true. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, yes. Okay, well, thanks for telling me that, Bay, and informing yeah. the other folk, too, because, you know, people be listening to our podcast with a notebook in hand. So, <laughs> love to provide the the fans with what they want listen thanks for the reminder and yes um it's important to understand that the consciousness of the people is embedded in the plants that they use mm. just like the consciousness of the plant is embedded in the people mm. and so if asian consciousness is embedded in these herbs then we have to tap into asian consciousness not western consciousness consciousness in order to fully actualize the potential of these plants um Mm. and so you know the way that i bow to the cultures of other people (laughs) like it's it's what keeps my medicine practice from being colonizing Mm. um i'm not going to use an asian plant in a western way um i'm going to try to respect the way that they used it even if it's not the way that i practice my medicine Mm. personally so yeah, shout out to the ancestors who cultivated these sacred plants and 
the plants are now speaking to me as the ancestors are speaking to me mm. and teaching me like people don't get the extent of what Shishandra can present to us. Like, mm. God, I, I can have a whole thesis, but I'll just share this little part, which is your body the state of your body changes the state of your taste buds. So mm. if you want to know what medicine you need, you can try Shishandra. And if it's salty, right, mm. that means your kidney needs support. If it's sour, that means your liver's needing support. If it's uh, pungent, right, then that means it's your lungs, right? If it's sweet, that's your stomach spleen. And so after using Sassandra to tell you what your body is communicating, and then you can mm. choose the next herb that you work with, mm. right? So some days you wake up and you use Sassandra as an indicator species to mm. help you learn what your body's trying to communicate. And then you'll work with ginger that day, or you'll work with um, dandelion that day, or you'll work with uh, mullen that day and so the mm -hmm. way that I use Cassandra is like it's next level because yeah that's what the ancestors share with you when you're respectful of their culture mm. so yeah Chandra's a whole thing um <laughs> and it's not a it's not a weed it's not like you know I don't know if it's in a people's medicine bag but right. I I appreciate it well, thank you for your generosity in explaining your process and whatnot. Um, I'm yeah. sure that was more of a, a Patreon question. Naturally. No, <laughs> I know. <laughs> but listen, As the people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. We're providing people's medicine right now. So period. So period. Okay. Um, but yeah. So I think what you were talking about, um, like not colonizing uh, medicine is kind of where is a good se a segue to get into what we're talking about today that's right so yeah let's let's get into it Asia I'm so excited okay well so we're starting a new series <laughs> uh last week we really got into what it means for us to be black herbalists um, in the context of this empire and in the context of our diversified bloodlines. And and so now we're going to talk about our roots. And mm -hmm. so in this segment, we're going to do our tropical roots and mm -hmm. we're going to highlight some of the, the tropical roots of our lineage. Um, mm -hmm. And then we're going to do some Mediterranean roots and then mm -hmm. we're going to do some temperate roots. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're going to like touch on the bioregions and we're going to have a special guest. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, let's, let's touch into our roots and, and, we're today we're gonna touch into ginger <laughs> <laughs> and y'all it's funny because this is maybe the fourth the third fourth time <laughs> that we're trying to record a podcast about ginger um because initially we thought it would fit into the spices series but it just after recording it three times and it didn't work out we say you know what We'll wait till, <laughs> till the right time to talk about ginger. So here we are. We thought it would fit well here in the tropical roots. So, yeah, I'm really excited to get into it because I've been working with ginger so much more because of my chai mm -hmm. and oh, and my um 
what is it called? My sorrel also. So right. yeah, I'm getting real acquainted with Ginger. Yes, Ginger. So we talked a little bit about my love of Asian medicine because mm-hmm. my name is Asia and I asked my mama and she said she named me Asia because of Asian medicine. Um, but Ginger is from Asia. Uh, it's mm-hmm. either from China or India. No one can tell where or who hold it, held it first. Mm-hmm. But those are the root cultures. <laughs> mm-hmm. this, uh, that, this... <laughs> um, that this plant really um, holds. And from those places, of course, it traveled to the Middle East um, mm-hmm. and the Roman Empire. Um, where it landed in Europe. And of course, from there, it came to the United States. Mm. Um, and the the movement of this plant is never linear, right? Mm. It's, it's, it's moving out in multiple directions. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're just able to trace sort of this particular lineage. So just know that ginger spread across the entire globe. <laughs> That's right. Talk about a people's medicine. That's right. Ginger (laughs) is absolutely positively a people's medicine. You can find it in every grocery store that you go to Mm -hmm. in every country that you live in. Yeah. And and so we know that ginger matters. Yeah. And so what's really interesting, we have it in the roots series, but it's actually a rhizome, Mm. which is like a... uh, a stem that grows underground. <laughs> but also, as y'all know, if you've ever bought ginger, is that it'll grow right there in the cabinet. It'll grow in the refrigerator. It's just, <laughs> what is it called? A gift that keeps on giving. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about some of the, the qualities of ginger. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you associate ginger with, Karina? Um, I, first of all, as a black American, um, ginger ale, <laughs> ginger ale is part of the medicine bag for black people. Okay. Mm-hmm. Period. Anytime you have a tummy ache, go get that ginger ale. <laughs> you got a headache, like the ginger ale. So, um, yeah, I guess ginger has always been in my household in that way. And also, I think that if I had a tummy ache too, I would be given the ginger candy, which Mm I hated. Oh, I hated the ginger candy (laughs) because he's just laughing at me. I like the flavor of ginger, but also it's really strong and it just like, like it goes straight to my head and I feel like, ah, it's, it's too intense. So, um, yeah, I didn't like it, but it did make my tummy feel better. So, um, yeah, I've had it in that way and also um, in ginger tea. Yes. Well, let's let's talk about ginger in the tummy real quick. Um, ginger is an aid to every kind of nausea. Mm. Okay. So rather it's motion sickness. Morning sickness. Motion sickness. Morning sickness. Mm. Nausea after surgery. Nausea after chemotherapy. Um, every, any, anything that causes your stomach to be upset, anything where your body is feeling ungrounded, Mm -hmm. right? Ginger has the ability to calm those waters, right? Mm -hmm. 
Um, and so, yeah. So uh, in the Journal of Midwifery and Women's Health, they showed that ginger may be helpful even against the most severe form of, of motion sickness. Um, mm -hmm. Ginger has also been seen to relief kind of quote unquote female problems. A lot of people uh, sort of associate ginger with the suppression of vasopressin. Um, mm -hmm. But also we look at the chemical constituents gingerol to help explain some of these um, abilities. It's important to remember, though, that in general, roots root you down, mm -hmm. right? Rather, it's yeah. gingerol, right, or cocumarin and turmeric, like mm. ginger is rooting. And not only sort of is it rooting, um, I ginger has a, a really beautiful and powerful relationship to the digestive system in general mm -hmm. so not only does it resolve sort of the queasiness that we experience in our tummies um mm -hmm. but ginger one of the most important qualities that i've been partnering with ginger around um is that ginger is a soliloquy mm -hmm. and which means a soliloquy is a plant that um induces the production of saliva Right. <laughs> I'm sticking my tongue out right now. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps your mouth moist and wet. And so if your mouth is moist and wet, then that means that the rest of your mucosal membranes are moist and wet as well. Oh, and so um, what you're trying to say is you should drink some ginger tea before activities. That's right. <laughs> okay. That's right. Well, noted. And it is, it has been used as a sexual stimulant as well, mm. right? Because of the pattern of mucus in our body. If your mouth is juicy, then the other places get juicy too. But <laughs> the juice, we're talking about sort of your throat. Um, if you have a sore, dry throat, then ginger is going to be useful for that. Mm. Um, if you're having issues with your esophagus, ginger is going to be useful for that. Ginger is so fascinating, um, it's really beneficial against things like heartburns. And one of the reasons why is that ginger can increase your stomach emptying by up to 50%. Wow. So it speeds up your digestion, right? Or it makes the stuff in your stomach pass into your bowels 50% faster, right? Wow. So it literally helps you to digest food quicker so that it's mm. not coming back up. Right. Right. Um, this is very, very important. And ginger is also beneficial to the lungs and the circulatory system. Mm. Um, the lungs, uh, ginger has been used against asthma. Um, mm. So uh, in one study, uh, folks were given um, 130 milligrams of a ginger extract. And after three months of taking, they had clinical improvements in asthma symptoms and their overall health was better. They also coughed less. And this is research in the United Kingdom. Mm. Um, and so ginger is pungent. And we know that pungent spices speak directly to both the lungs and the large intestines, according to Chinese medicine. And mm. so, of course, a pungent, spicy herb like ginger is going to be useful against lung-induced conditions like asthma, but also cold and flu, 
right? Mm -hmm. That's why Black folks stay in their <laughs> ginger ale, right? And everybody, you know, the Desis are like, ginger lemon honey tea, right? Like every culture yeah. who's listening is like thinking about what they do with ginger. Um, mm -hmm. Because we know ginger is strongly antiviral. And I love the way that ginger shapes elderberry, but that's a different conversation. Um mm. In terms of the circulatory system, you can imagine that something that's warm and moving, right? Mm -hmm. Karina said, like, when she had the ginger, it was too strong and it went to her head, yeah. right? Yeah. it's It moved her blood in a way that she didn't like. And so in general, um, ginger prevents the uh, clumping of blood aggregates, the things that kind of clog our arteries and mm -hmm. so it's useful against heart attack heart attack and stroke mm -hmm. um according to the american journal of chinese medicine um and it's also really great um in changing your cholesterol profiles and so ginger can make keep ldl low and hdl high the way mm -hmm. that scientists want us to believe is the best thing <laughs> but uh, in general, ginger can energize and activate the blood mm. and cause it to increase its circulation. Um, and so ginger makes things move. It's important mm. to think of ginger like the warming energy of the sun. Yeah. And, you know, just thinking about it being a rhizome too, like it just makes it, it's literally always moving. It's always growing. Mm -hmm. Like I said, even if it's sitting on your counter, it's in your refrigerator. It's always like moving out. So mm, I'm thinking of those effects like in your blood, like just just making everything smooth and flowy. That's mm. right. That's right. I love. Yeah. And ginger shows up a lot in culture, right? Everything from mm. like gingerbread around mm. Christmas in Germany, crystallized ginger, um, but also, right, like ginger beer, um, mm. which is native to Jamaica, which, by the way, hey. the best ginger comes from Jamaica. Shout out. Okay. Yes. Shout out. Shout out. 50% of the world's ginger is produced in India. Most American ginger is from Hawaii. And Nigerian and West African ginger is said to be the most potent, the most uh, mm. spicy and pungent. Um, and so ginger, of course, changes its flavor and medicinal profiles, uh, depending on where it's living or mm. where it's grown. Um, but people typically use ginger kind of the same way. Ooh, what are your favorite ways to use ginger? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I love tincture ginger, actually. Um, I know it's, it's so hot. I'm trembling. I know. <laughs> I know, but like, listen, you know, I tinctured all of those herbs um, from our mm. from our herbal series, and now I get to like play with those tinctures, and it's very mm. fun. Um, so I like a tincture of ginger, and then I'll add that as ginger extract in my drinks, right? Mm. Mm -hmm. So I'll do lemon honey, and then the tincture of ginger. Ooh, yes. <laughs> it's very nice. Um, but also ginger masks the flavor of fish. And so that's why ginger is mm. often paired with like sushi. So I really mm. like pickled ginger is great. Ginger and kimchi is my favorite. Um, oh. And as I'm exploring like Ethiopian cuisine and West African cuisine, like mm. ginger, onion and garlic is like 
yep the base of all of our people's cuisines so mm-hmm. um ginger is part of that like trifecta of pungent they're all pungent ginger yeah. onion and garlic are all pungent but ginger what i'm finding is that it a lot of people struggle with fodmaps which is mm-hmm. um garlic and onion uh have fructooligosaccharides uh which are long chain uh carbohydrates that are actually hard to digest yeah and so our ancestors so in the west we just have ginger or we just have um garlic and onion uh and celery right and carrots mm-hmm. but in tropical places they add that ginger and i find that that ginger actually helps us to digest those hard to digest carbohydrates. And that's why mm. our ancestors paired garlic and onion with ginger. Wow. Yo, that makes so much more sense as to why like with African food that has a lot of garlic <laughs> that I don't have issues with because they pair with ginger. They pair mm-hmm. it with ginger. So I imagine that like, because remember garlic and onion aren't native, Yeah, right? They're Mediterranean. And so our ancestors knew they were like, they probably had the same tummy issues that you have, Karina. Mm. And so they were like, mm-hmm, and we're going to add ginger. And so they made it balanced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So ginger's great. Um, ginger is, uh, I just, I love Jamaican ginger beer and the history of ginger beer, whether it's ginger ale from Europe or ginger beer from Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love that Jamaicans have, they 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 hold the art of fermentation and mm. they ugh, root beer don't get me started <laughs> on the origins of root beer and why we have it in the spring um but a lot like when ginger hit europe like they they put it on their table with pepper and salt right mm. like they really took ginger on um and so i i like now being in more being in good relationship with ginger. I eat a lot of ginger now and I didn't used to. Mm -hmm. Similarly. Yeah. Yay. Well, that was cute. I just want, you know, to give y'all the botanical name because, you know, I like the things because I like to know which family we're all in. Yeah, please. And so ginger is in the Zingiberaceae family. It's Zingiber officinale. Mm. And this family has some of the faves that we're going to talk about or we already talked about. So it includes turmeric, cardamom, my fave, wow. and gall and gall is what we're going to be talking about. Really. Oh, so we're, we're staying in this family. We're staying in the family. Are Zanzibar? We ain't mad. <laughs> okay. Period. <laughs> Period. So yeah, know, know your homies. Okay. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> your friends because they have similar um what is it called uh properties sometimes like cardamom helps you with your tummy that's right to me um also works with inflammation uh, anti or as an anti-inflammatory just the way ginger does mm-hmm. gall and gall I haven't worked with but i'm alert so yo <laughs> yo can't wait to talk about gall and gall <laughs> shout out to thailand um shout out but we we're gonna we're gonna get into it. So yeah, thanks for listening to us talk about ginger. And as Yay. we transition from our uh, you know our medicine bags, um, I'm curious about your bougie auntie word of advice for the people. So I think 
I'm I'm thinking back to the philosophy club, conscious thoughts, shout out again. I think just about I think I have grace in my um in my medicine bag and for my Fujianti word of advice. Um, just thinking about the way that our society is driven by polarity or polemics mm. um, in the United States. Um, and in order to have one, you have to have the opposition. Mm. And so realizing the ways in which we are conditioned, it makes me want to have grace for people um, and to help me like understand their perspective. I don't have to agree with their perspective, but I can at least understand where they're coming from. Um, and so that I can see them also in the image of God. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I want to take on grace and understanding and compassion. And so that I don't have to be part of the polarity that I can, you know, <laughs> not necessarily transcend because obviously, you know, I'm going to be in it. But um, yeah, I feel like. It makes me um, more connected spiritually um, to be able to take this on. So, yeah, y'all, if y'all want to take on grace, take on compassion um, and understanding for people who you don't agree with. What yeah. about you, Bay? Ooh, I want to I want to stay where you're at and, <laughs> and go there. Um, my work uh, has been focusing on the sacredness of binaries. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the biggest binaries that I just experienced was the binary of death, mm. right? losing my sweet friend. Mm-hmm. Um, Ainsley, like that, that wasn't a queer thing that happened, right? right. It, like she was alive and then she was dead. Mm-hmm. Um, And looking at sort of traditional ways of understanding binary has been really helpful. And me being grounded in who it is that I am. Mm -hmm. When we look at the yin and yang um, symbol, it really appears to be binary, but the binaries are moving and becoming Mm -hmm. each other, Mm -hmm. right? And so like, there's this way of understanding that like having a binary having something that appears to be solid, it actually is quite useful. I'm an educator. And Mm -hmm. one of the easiest ways to transmit information is by creating a binary, Mm -hmm. right? Industrial pharmaceutical medicine versus herbal medicine, or, you know, the wise woman tradition versus the uh, pharmaceutical tradition versus, you know, (laughs) like these sort of semi-stable couplings help us to have something to like lean on so that our world isn't Mm -hmm. all chaos um and so just pushing into the power of binary has been so helpful for me as a libra always being confronted (laughs) with a million different choices (laughs) like Mm -hmm. you know like yes or no it's so freaking useful right Mm. but you know looking at the whole of life and existence, acknowledging the sacredness of the bina- the binary, but also like, what are the five elements, you know? And, mm. and how do the five elements interface with binary? And, right. you know, how do we move to different levels of complexity? Um, yeah. Being a simpler is also like 
it's either elderberry or it's not elderberry. Right. Yeah. You know, it's very like, binary. It's very binary. It is or it yeah. isn't. And adding sort of complexity uh, to herbal formulations, like it, it can become chaos really quickly. And then you don't know yourself and you don't know the other that you're interfacing in. And sometimes that's the generation of magic, mm -hmm. right? Magic comes from that place of chaos, but also like, so does insanity. Um, and so just sitting with the depth of the whole reality um, as it is, like for me, the ultimate marker of woke, of enlightened, of healed, of powerful, of bruja, of witch, is being able to be with life as it is. Yeah. Without trying to fix or change it, without making it wrong in any way. So mm -hmm. what is the philosophical standpoint that you need to take on to be with the world as it is, to be with yourself as you are without yeah. striving? And that's my bougie auntie word of advice is what's your philosophy? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what, right. what way of thinking can you take on that doesn't have you fight or create other? Rather mm -hmm. you take on that binary is sacred or rather you want to destroy the binary, who do you get to be in the wake of your philosophy? Mm -hmm. And that's what I want you to interrogate. Does your worldview create beauty? Mm. So check yourself. Okay. In order to love thy Negro, we must check thy Negro. Shout out to um to Uncle Cornell West, Dr. Cornell West. <laughs> Uncle Doctor. <laughs> yeah. Like Listen, respect in both ways, in the white ways and in the black ways. That's right. <laughs> period no I feel that yeah I think that a lot of the conversation um in the group was it was enlightening because I think when he was talking about polemics he was saying that the issue wasn't that it was necessarily a binary but that people's intention was to win mm. it wasn't like that the goal was to find truth it was that they wanted to win at all cost mm. So it doesn't matter that your binary, like your political stance, like makes sense or has truth to it. You just want to be right about it. Mm -hmm. And the other person has to be wrong. Right. And so that's problematic because like what you said, um, is your philosophy othering people? You know, is it not bringing love? Is it not building community? Yeah, that's that's when, yeah, the binary just, yeah, it, it doesn't work just double clicking like you say Asia like I, I I really enjoy the sacred binary um it helps me uh understand patterns and mm. draw pictures and draw the or what is it called connect the dots right um and so yeah I love it I'm here for it I'm I'm wanting to take on your advice and to be with the world as is without having to fix all the time yeah, it makes me feel like I can breathe. Yay! Thanks for being with us, y'all. Thanks for shouting us out. Thanks for supporting us in all the ways, um, especially following us on the social medias, um, on, you know, whatever you, however you find at Petty or Bliss <laughs> and 
at Bones, Bugs, and Botany. And mm. a special shout out to y'all who follow or who utilize your well-earned incomes and whatnot um, by supporting us on Patreon. On patreon.com slash petty to support the production of the podcast and whatever else I'm doing. And for supporting Asia, who be educating y'all, okay, on patreon.com slash bones, bugs, and botany. Um, Asia got the real, she got the real tea, okay? If y'all like to read, um, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> if y'all like to read. Asia got the things for you, okay? I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> I do like to read Asia's things too, okay? So I'm not necessarily... I'm reading myself, but um, no. Uh, please reach out to Asia if you have, you know, some deeper questions for that you got from or that you have from the podcast too, from what we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Feel free to reach out to Asia um, and then reach out to me too. So... I think that's all we got. Do you have anything else on your spirit, my queen? Thanks. I love it. <laughs> uh, queen and king are the same word. Uh, anyways. um, that's right. <laughs> Kaing. Anyways. Okay. Um, yeah. Just shout out to all the people that are enrolled in our people's medicine bag. Like, yes. we're having a lot of fun. And I just wanted to shout y'all out because... <laughs> The way people are going hard for comfrey this week. That was um, so cool. That was so cool. So it's it's so cool to be with y'all in such a in a deeper portal. Um and so I just wanted to shout out all of the uh people enrolled in people's medicine bag and looking forward to uh, spring and summer and fall. Um, yes. But yeah, so y'all, wherever you are, whatever level of enrollment you experience as a byproduct of our relationship, (laughs) we just want y'all to remember, stay ready and be petty. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.